our midweek Bible study right here at Liberty Christian Church International. I'm so excited that you have chosen to join us on this evening. Uh, Do me a favor, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, or on our website, or even watching this on 
Roku, Apple TV, or Amazon Fire TV. Do me a favor, share this with somebody. We're going to get into some word tonight. Make sure you have your Bibles. Make sure that you have some a pen. Make sure you have paper. Make sure you have all of your utensils so that we can study the Word of God on this evening. I'm so excited. Uh, yesterday, we had snow here in the area, and so it's a it was a white day yesterday with the snow and all the beautiful uh, the beautiful snowflakes falling down. And so now we're back in this place where we're getting into the Christmas spirit, amen, and it's becoming a holiday season and we're we're doing things. And uh, so I want to go before the throne of grace in prayer on this evening. So if all hearts and minds are prepared, uh, do me a favor and bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you on this evening, God. We thank you, God, for you just being our God. We thank you for being our Father. We thank you for being our grace, our peace, our joy, our hope, and our love, God. And on this evening, God, as we prepare to study your word, to get a better understanding of your word, we first ask you to forgive us of our sins, sins of admission and sins of commission. God, sins against your will, sins against your purpose, and sins against your plan uh, for our life, God. We ask you right now to cast those sins into the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered again. We ask you, God, right now just to cleanse our heart and purify us, God. Present us faultless before your throne, O oh God. And God, separate us from our sin as far as the east is from the west. So, God, we just thank you for all that you're going to do, God. Now, God, we ask right now that you uh, endow this place, that you fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Every home that's represented, fill it with your Holy Spirit. Every mind that's represented, fill it with your Holy Spirit. Every heart that's represented, fill it with your Holy Spirit. And have your way on this evening, God. We give you all glory, we give you all honor, and we give you all praise. Now, hide this your servant behind your cross so that the people will see none of me, but they will hear all of thee, O God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. I give you all glory, I give you all honor, and I give you all praise. It is in your son Jesus' name, the name that is above all other names. It is in your son Jesus the Christ's name. I pray, amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. It is Thursday night Bible study. And what we say here, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we're going to operate and continue to move forward in liberty. Over the last, well, I guess about the last three months, I've been dealing with this series, Walking in Kingdom Excellence. And we're going to continue with this, this being our last Bible study for the year. Uh, yeah, because next week, next Thursday will be Christmas Eve, and then the Thursday after that will be New Year's Eve, and we're getting ready for our New Year's Eve celebration right here at the church. Um, make sure, matter of fact, we want you to join us if you can. We're going to be in limited capacity, but uh, we want you to RSVP and join us right here at Liberty. Um, the address is 15222 Old Chapel, Old Chapel Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20715, 20715. Um, you can find us on our website. I'm giving you all the little, the pertinent information real quick before we get into some word. You can find us on our website at www.lccimd.org. Um, let us know that you're here. Send us a send us a word of encouragement. Send a, let us know if you need a word of encouragement. We also have a text number that you can text the word new to to stay up to date with, with everything Liberty. It'll be on your screen shortly. Um, 
you're also at the bottom of your screen right now, you should see um, liber- You should see our text to give number. Amen. Um, we would love for you to sow into this ministry. This ministry is doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. Um, this weekend, matter of fact, just to give you a quick announcement, this weekend will be our next uh, Feed the Community, our outreach program in Southeast D.C. We're going to meet, um, or Southwest D.C., excuse me. We're going to meet there. We have an amazing evangelist that will be with us by the name of Evangelist Paul Gaskins and his team. Um, we'll be right there with us as we distribute food, um, hot meals, um, just for the community, just to show the community that we love them, that we're there for them, that we want to be a part of their lives and that God has not forgotten them. So if you want to uh, find out more about this, please visit our website or uh, reach out to us if you're on social media, reach out to one of our social media sites um, and send us a message or send us something. So real quick, I want you to lift up your Bibles because I'm excited about this word on tonight. Lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, your uh, tablets, your iPads, your computers, your old-fashioned traditional Bible, and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, of God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor. Tell somebody it's word time. It's word time. It's word time. So once again, like I said, we've been dealing with this series and we've been dealing with this theme about uh, being excellent as a kingdom citizen, walking in excellence as a kingdom citizen. Last week we talked about... um, uh, daring to be different, I believe. Well, we talked about, um, oh, can you hear what I, can you see what I hear? This week, I want to step a little bit further with this and deal with this theme and this thought and this, uh, this notion of if not now, when? If not now, when? And dealing with this and understanding that this is simply a mindset and an opportunity for us to gain a knowledge of what we should be doing as Christians, what we should be doing as kingdom citizens, what we should be doing uh, in, the, as, in the life of the believer, and how we should be operating. All of us have received salvation if you have accepted Jesus Christ in your life, but a lot of times we get to this simple question of, if not now, when? When should I become... When when should I start operating? When should I start doing stuff? Um, how am I supposed to go about doing stuff? What am I supposed to be doing? And in that process, we got to really evaluate and take a look at ourselves because it would be wonderful if we were Christians and after we became a Christian, we had to do nothing. We had to do no work. We just got to lay up on the beach. We just got to lay back and relax. But that's not what God called us to do. That's not what Jesus told us to do. And tonight we're going to deal with scripture and we're going to deal with thoughts and we're going to deal with a lot of things dealing with what is it? what does it mean to be a Christian and how to operate in salvation. One, because we know that, uh, that the that end times are coming, that we're getting close to that time when Jesus Christ is going to return. And none of us that say that we're saved, none of 
of us that say that we're children of God should want to be in a place where when God looks at us and when, when we stand before that judgment throne and he's saying, what did you do with the gift of salvation that I gave you? Did you just hide in a closet and wait for my son to return? Did you just hide somewhere and not tell anybody else about Jesus Christ? Did you just hide and not do anything that, 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 that I told you or commanded you to do in my word? Or do you even know what the word is that I said about what you should be doing? We know in Matthew 28, when Jesus was leaving, he told his disciples to go into the world and make disciples of all men, teaching them those things that you've seen and heard. So, so that is part of our mandate as disciples of Christ. It's part of our mandate as being kingdom citizens. We, we don't just get the luxury of going for a swim every day and just being like, I'm basking in this glow of me being a child of God. No, there are some things that we have to do. And so on this evening, I need you to know and understand, if not now, when? Somebody write that down. Somebody uh, put that down in, our, in Facebook, on our message, in our message board or whatever it may be. Somebody simply type down, if not now, when? I want to jump into scripture because I got a lot of scripture. I told you the word of God says to study to show thyselves approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So I got a lot of scripture again for you for tonight. And since we're closing out for the rest of the year on tonight, I want to close you out and I want you to be empowered. I want you to be motivated. I want you to go into Christmas next week in a place of celebration. I want you to go into New Year's ready to grab hold of what God said and ready to grab hold of what God did and because uh a sidebar real quick. The month of January is Liberty's anniversary month. And so we're going into our, our second anniversary and we have some dynamic pastors and preachers, but we're declaring this the year of uh, the year that we're planted or rooted to grow. Amen. Rooted to grow. And being rooted to grow means that you've been put in the dirt, that you're gaining the nutrients, you're gaining the things that God has, but you're doing that with the expectation of growing. You're not doing it with the expectation of being just mediocre and sitting there. So I want to look at our first scripture on this evening. It's a long scripture, but I want you to hear. It's a prayer by Jesus uh, when he was taught, uh, when Jesus was walking the earth, and it comes from John the 17th chapter. We're looking at the New King James Version, the New King James Version of this, and it says this, starting at the 17th verse, or starting at the first verse, the entire chapter of John 17, and it says this, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Verse number three. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Verse number five says, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself and with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Verse number six says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Verse number seven says, now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. 
This is Jesus talking back to the Father in prayer. For I have given them, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Verse number nine, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Verse number 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse number 14, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. That's the word for somebody real quick before I say something. Stop thinking that once you gave your life to Christ, that you're still part of this world. God has called you separate from this world. He said, be separate and be holy. And if Jesus said, I have given them your word and the world has not has hated them because they are not of the world. They are no longer bound by the sins of this world, just as I am not of this world, of the world. Verse number 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of this world, of the world. Once again, he says that again, underline verse number 15. We're going to come back to that real quick. Uh, verse number 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Verse number 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you, have, which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. Jesus is having a, in, he is having a personal conversation with his father. Verse number 23 said, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. As we look at that, verse number 24 says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am and that they may behold my glory, uh, which you have given me for you love me before the foundation of the world. 25 says, O righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and I and will declare it 
that the love which, with which you loved me may be, guess what, in them, and guess what, I am, and I am in them, excuse me. So now I need you to get to this mindset and, and, and ask you this question. Have you ever said to yourself, okay, I'm saved, now what, or, is it, uh, or what is it for me to do? If you have, you have, you are not alone. Every believer must come to the understanding that God did not save him or her for the sake of salvation alone. Yeah, he didn't just save you so, once again, so you could lay on the beach. If God saved us simply for the sake of salvation, then why does he not immediately take us out of this world after saving us? Yeah, you ever ask yourself that? God, you saved me. You, you know I'm still fallible. But since you saved me to keep me from falling, to keep me from making mistakes, to keep me from doing the wrong thing, why you just ain't take me with you to heaven right then? The moment I was at the altar, the moment I said, Lord, I submit myself to you, Lord, come into my life. I, I believe that, you, that Jesus Christ is my, is my Lord and Savior. I believe that he is the son of the living God. Why did you not take me? Yeah, I, I, I just want, I want to be with you, God. A lot of us want to know that question. God, why you didn't just take me when I'm going through trouble? God, why you just didn't take me? God, when, when, when I mess up, God, I, I, I try to do the right thing. Paul said it best. When I try to do the right thing, I do wrong. But why you just don't take me, God? Just, just bring me home with you. And I can sit up there and I can rejoice. I can glorify. I can get my white robe. I can get my crown. I can get my mansion. I can walk the gates, the pearly gates. I can walk on the streets, pay with gold. God, just come get me. How many, anybody ever had that thought? God, just come get me. You can bring me and my family. Just come get me. I'd rather be with you than going through the hell that I'm going through down here. See, see, the believer in, in a way becomes the person that's left behind, not because he or she misses the rapture, but because God has a work for them to do in the earth. In, 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 and we got to realize that in Jesus's prayer to his father, he actually asked the father in verse number 15 to do what? Do not take them, but leave them here. Jesus, what, what you mean, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, what you mean? Don't take me. What do you mean leave me here? What do you mean? I, you, you just told the father not to come get me, not, not, to, not to take me. But, but we got to understand why. Because whatever they, they would do for God in the kingdom would be done, guess what, here and now. Yeah, you, you, you have an assignment. There are things that God has put in your life, placed on your life, that God is saying, look, now that you're saved, I need you to become excellent in what I've called you to. I need you to step out. I need you to go forth. I need you to become that ambassador that I wanted you to become a long time ago. So I can't just take you yet. I, got, I need you here because what you're going to do is bear witness and testimony of who I am. Anybody realize that, that, that when you came out of darkness and now you're in marvelous light, you can look back over your life and, and look at it and say, God, I'm, I'm not what I used to be. I may not be what I'm supposed to be yet, but I'm moving forward and I'm not stuck back here where I used to be stuck at. I'm not doing everything that I used to be doing. It, it may be taking a process, but I'm not back there. I'm moving forward and I'm coming out and I'm 
in a better place. My mind is in a better place. I, I don't think about suicide. My mind is in a better place. I'm not running the streets. I'm not trying to use drugs like I used to. I'm not drinking like I used to. I'm not uh, fornicating like I used to. I'm not doing these things, God, because I believe that you saved my soul. And the Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So I believe that you freed me from the bondage. I may fall short of your glory sometime, but I believe that you saved me. I believe that you brought me out. I believe that I was born again. And so now I'm trying to operate and do things so that I can show you, God, how much I love you. See, see, so, so when, when Jesus also prayed for God's will to be done in the earth and the will of God, uh, and the will of God accomplished through his people. So in order for God's will to be done, he places his people that gave their life to him, that surrendered their hearts to him. He gives his people opportunity for his will to be done in the earth. Amen. He, he gives his people the opportunity. I know all this craziness that we see right now and, and everybody is jumping on prophecy and everybody is jumping to this place where they're saying, well, God, Jesus Christ is soon to return. We don't, the Bible says we don't know the day nor the hour when the son of man shall return. We, we can understand prophecy. We can understand or we can try to dissect prophecy. But when Jesus cracks the sky, it's going to be when he wants to. And when he wants to, he's coming back for his people. But we have to be in a mindset and an understanding that when he comes back, that we're prepared and we've done all that we can do, making sure that the blood of no one is on our hands because we didn't tell anybody about Jesus Christ. We didn't tell anybody about salvation. So he's giving us the opportunity because the Bible says that he will not return until every man on the earth has had an opportunity to hear his word. So, yeah, we, we, we got to understand that, that our process and our motives and our mindset, uh, we, we got to do this, that God saves each of you and he expects something from you. Yeah, he expects something from you. You were not saved for yourself alone, but you were saved to guess what? Provoke someone else to desire salvation uh, as well. Yeah, you weren't just saved for you. You were saved for your children. You were saved for your grandchildren. You were saved for that next door neighbor that you don't like to talk to. You were saved for that, that, that person on the corner that cusses you out all the time. But you were saved so that you can go past them and simply tell them that God loves you, that Jesus died for you. You are saved so that your life and your testimony can stand out and you can become who God called you to be. You were saved not just for your self-gratification. God has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and, and you got to understand the expectation for being left behind. The expectation, first and foremost, is this. What are God's expectations for me? Guess what? To be a witness and spread the gospel. Yeah, that sounds simple. Somebody, somebody needs to type that out for me. Be a witness and spread the gospel. Acts 1 and 8 says it like this. But you shall what? Receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And get this, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In Jerusalem, right there in your hometown. 
in Judea, right outside of your hometown. So it starts with, with you got uh, you gotta be a witness first. If you wanna, let's make this practical. Je Jerusalem, your household. That place where, where you call your kingdom, that place where you reside at, that place where you rest at, whether it be at home in your physical house, whether it be on your job, the place where you are intimate and in part of the kingdom right there, the society right there, the business right there. He said, bear witness to me in Jerusalem and then all Judea. Now I got to, after I'm telling Jesus, telling my family about Jesus Christ, those that are very close to me about Jesus Christ. Now I got to expand that outside of there and get into Judea, Judea, those, that place that surrounds me, that place that, 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 that those people may, I may call them my acquaintances. I may call, they not friends, they may not be my, my close friends, but they're the same people that, that I still see on a consistent basis, but they see me in different lights and they see me in different places. That, that cashier at the grocery store that you know by name, they know you by name. They may not be your friend, but when was the last time you told them that God loves them? The last time that you shared the gospel with them, that you even said anything about them? How's your day going? When is the last time you shown your shown God's love to somebody else that may not be close knit to you, but they're right there in your purview? When you go to Starbucks and you order your coffee and you and you tell them your special name, when was the last time you told that person that see you every day that knows what you want to order that knows how you like your coffee knows how you like your latte your 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 mock cafe macchiato or whatever it may be called caramel macchiato but but whatever it may be when was the last time you told that person that god loves them that that jesus died for them for their sins see we we have to bear witness of who christ is in our life so now, it, 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 once we do that, and then we get into Samaria, now you're talking about being an evangelist, and you're you're coming out, and you're stepping out, and you don't have to, you don't may not know all the right words to say. Uh, the, the Bible says that uh, people are overcome by the words of my testimony. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that you know scripture word for word, but when you can tell somebody about what Christ has done for you and in your life, then you bear testimony. You bear witness of who he is in the earth, who he was for your life, who he was uh, when you came out of the darkness into the marvelous light, how he stopped you when you had the needle in your arm, how he stopped you when you was going into the crack house, the whorehouse, the club, the, the, the whatever it may be be how you might have chased money but he got your mind off of chasing money and got your mind on chasing him when are you coming out and beginning to bear witness of him in Samaria yeah and then he said to the ends of the earth yeah that 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 place where where you just going out into regions now because you're ready to testify of the goodness of the Lord right now liberty is in the in the beginning planning phases of starting LCCI Nigeria we have a pastor over there in Nigeria apostle George and we're we're in this beginning phase of 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 assimilating and bringing it together and, and beginning to establish LCCI Nigeria because it's time to expand this to the uttermost parts of the earth and so now in the midst and in the mindset of doing this we got to understand this as well that to be a witness and spread the gospel it means executing God's will on the earth and to become the hands and feet of God 
Yeah, he gave us working hands. He gave us working feet. He gave us eyes. He gave us ears. He gave us mouths. You may not be able to speak, but you can write the word of God. You may not be able to, uh, to, 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 to communicate in a certain way, but your praise dance, it, it offers up a praise to God and it tells somebody else about God. You may not be able to dance, but you can play the piano or you can play the drums or you can play the organ or you can do all these wonderful things, but it's time to begin to bear witness of who he is in the earth and who he's been in your life not only that you have to be able to go visit the sick just like i told you about uh, saturday you got to be able to feed the hungry you got to be able to clothe the naked the most important thing is that you have to make it happen you you can no longer just sit there saying what am i supposed to do because God is giving you opportunity. He's giving you day after day after time after time. The reason that a lot of us sit there and feel like we're unfulfilled is not because of the money we're not making. It's not because of the status we don't have. It's because something on the inside is telling us there's more to us in this thing that God has given us. There's more about us. There's more inside of us. And we got to be willing to submit ourselves to the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of of God so that we can maximize the opportunities that God has given us. Somebody say, I got to make it happen. See, we got to make sure that we are participating in the greater works uh, Jesus spoke of. And our next scripture, I want you to look at real quick. Um, get, get this. We got to participate in the greater works Jesus spoke about. And our scripture for this, we got to look at, at John 14 and 12. John 14 and 12. It simply says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, guess what? The works that I do, he will do also. And, and guess what? And greater works than these he will do. Why? Because I go to my father. Listen, right now with this pandemic going on, with everybody being caught up in, and, and isolated in the house and very few people can come out, we have seen a flooding on the internet and with technology of people spreading the word of God. You're hearing the word of God from people you never knew, knew was preachers. You've been hearing the word of God or someone singing worship that you've never been able to hear worship from before. There is coming a time where we are realizing that God is releasing the opportunity for us to do greater works. Not for us to sit there and gossip all day, not for us to sit there and, 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 and talk about a bunch of sinful things, but God is giving us the opportunity to do greater works. You always say, well, I don't have enough time to do something. Well, God said, I'm, uh, I'm causing things to happen so that you can be uh, isolated for a minute. What are you going to do for me? Yeah. What, what, are, what are you going to do with me? What are you going to do by me? He said, what, what, what are you going to do? When are you going to stop operating? When are you going to start operating in your purpose? When are you going to start operating to my divine plan for your life? So, yeah, he said, and you will be able to do greater works. Yeah, we know Jesus raised the dead. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. He uh, walked on water. Um, he he uh, he. Uh, spoke and uh, he, we, he caused deliverance to take place. Yeah, there were so many things that Jesus did. But it's amazing that the Bible declares that if all the works and all the miracles that Jesus had done, there would not be enough books to hold it.
So if that's what Jesus did, yeah, 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 somebody need to hear that. If that's what Jesus did, what do you, if he said that you will be able to do greater works, what more can you do? What more are you capable of if he said you can do greater works than these? Yeah, you, you, we got to operate by faith. We've been talking about faith in prayer. We got to be able to operate according to what God said, according to how God said it, and according to what God promised us about it. <coughs> Excuse me. We got to be able to do the things that God has called us into. We got to be able to uh, operate and, and, and imagine that we can do the impossible and make it possible because Jesus who lives in us. Amen. He, Jesus, did, they didn't have technology then, and Jesus impacted millions. Just imagine what you can do with all the technology, with all the resources, with all the time that you have. It don't take but a hot second to send out a tweet. It don't take but a hot second to, to, to text somebody. Do you know the people that you can impact the people that you can change, that you can uh, direct and, and lead them into the path of righteousness, into a place of salvation, if you simply just stepped out. Remember, you got to understand, you, you, th th there comes a point in time that you got to realize that your salvation is a hiring process. Yeah, your, your salvation was not just, once again, for leisure. But you went through a hiring process. It's just like on your job. When you got hired, when you accepted, when they gave you the offer. My God, somebody missed what I just said. When your job gave you the offer and you accepted the offer, you said you were going to work. When you came into the kingdom of God, Jesus, the, the offer was laid on the floor. It was laid right there before you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To be equally yoked with him. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But what did he say? Learn of me. Yeah. So if he said learn of me, he told us to learn of him for a certain reason. So that we can be able to see what he did, and then we begin to operate the same way in the earth. Love one another. Yeah. That, that nastiness that we, that, that we constantly see in the body of Christ, we, that, that's not operating with, with, a, with, with learning of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he said, learn of me. But we got to realize this, that, that because we were hired, we were not hired to the, to the graveyard shift. The day, you were, the day you came into the body of Christ, your shift began, uh, and, and it began a daytime shift when you said yes to Jesus. Because get this, there is no graveyard shift in the kingdom of God. Yeah, my, my, my next point is this. Your assignment in the earth is not hidden. Your assignment in the earth is not hidden. Let, let's, look at, uh, let, let, let's look at John, the ninth chapter, looking at the fourth verse. It is very simple. It said, I must work the works of him who sent me while what? While it is day. He said, the night is coming when, guess what? No one can work. He said, I must work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I must work the works. Mm, mm, mm. 
He said, I'm, I'm going to repeat that. I must work the works. What, what works is he doing? Telling others about his, his grace, his mercy, the salvation in Jesus Christ. Telling others that he says, suffer the little children not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. Telling others that said, train up a child in the way that he should go, that when they get old, they should not depart far from it. Yeah, the, 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 the things that Jesus said in the earth, when he spoke, peace be still. When he got up, out the, when he got up in the boat, when he came across the water and he told Peter to come, come, come out. When Peter said, uh, Master, if that's you, bid me to come unto you. Bid me to come unto you. And Jesus said, come. And he stretched out his hand. Yeah, he said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Yeah, he give, he's giving us time after, he's giving us daylight. He's giving us this time while we have breath in our body, while we have use of our limbs, while we have functioning hands, functioning feet, a functioning mouth, functioning eyes, a functioning mind to begin to work the works of him who sent us. Who sent us? Jesus. In this, in this day, who sent us to where we are right now? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So if we are, so if we, if, if we are his children, I must work the works of him who sent me. I must work the ones of my Lord and Savior. Yeah, so, so, so I got to be bold enough. I got to proclaim enough. I, I, I got to be wise as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove. Yeah, I, I got to be able to identify the roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Not just in my life, but because I'm operating under the Holy Spirit, I have to have the discernment to be able to see him operating in other people's lives as well. Yeah, because Jesus didn't just care about himself. But he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So if he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and now I must work the works of him who sent me, that means my assignment is to make sure that you understand that you can have life and have it more abundantly. That you got to understand that that person that's nasty to you, that you can speak a word in the atmosphere that's going to change their, the way they approach you. Yeah, that, that, you, that even when, when, when they come after you, just as what Jesus did when Peter cut off the, uh, the, the, the high priest soldier's ear, Jesus bent down and picked it up and placed it back on his ear and it was healed. Why? Because Jesus showed love even in the midst of adversity. In the midst of them trying to kill him, in the midst of them trying to take him down, he still showed love. See, we got to understand this because if we don't operate and do the works now, there is no working once you die. Mm. You cannot work from the grave. Yeah, yeah, I need somebody to understand that. You cannot work from the grave. Get this. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says this. Whatever your hands find to do, guess what? Do it with your might. <laughs> Whatever your hands find to do, 
That means it's time to get out and plow the field. It's time to become the laborers. It's time to begin to declare the word of God in season and out of season. It's time to come from behind the pulpits. It's time from sitting nice and cute in the pews all the time. It's, it's a great thing that we experience God in the midst of this atmosphere of what we call the physical church. It's great that we come in here and rejoice and worship with one another. He said, do not forget the assembly of the saints. It's great that we do that, but we have to become the feet. We need to become the hands and we need to become the head of Christ in the earth. That means we have to get out and begin to work where it says, verse number 10, wherever your hands find to do, do it with your might. Guess what? For there is no work or device, guess what? Or knowledge or wisdom in the grave when you are where you are going. Yeah. He said, where you are going, all of us, <laughs> I, I know that everybody don't want to hear this. Yes, yeah, some of us, if, if we live long enough and we get caught up in the rapture, well, that's wonderful. But man has a, a birth date and he has a date of death. And, and if everything, if, you're, if you live long enough and you go to the grave, what you cannot do in the grave is obtain wisdom. You cannot obtain knowledge. There is no device that you can have in the grave that you can speak from the grave and say, you know what? I'm going to tell you about Jesus Christ. But the work you do preceding that, the work you do preceding the grave can bear witness of who Christ is in the earth. And that will last you longer than anybody else can remember or even understand. Because it may be a time where you die and nobody even remembers what you look like. But if you told somebody about Jesus and they told somebody else about Jesus, then they tell the next person about Jesus. Then it continues on and you have worked the work of your hands. Yeah. So, so, so now... Let's look at the pattern Jesus left for us. He called the 12, he mentored them, and he taught them everything they would need, they would ever need for ministry. He gave them the commission. He empowered them to do it and then sent them out. The disciples began their ministry before Jesus died. Do you realize that? He sent them out before he died, before he went to the cross. It's scripture that shows us that he sent them out. Even when, the, even when Jesus had to heal the man that was, uh, that, that was uh, demon-possessed, and the disciples said, Lord, how, why can't we do this? He said, these things come by much prayer, prayer and fasting. But that was because they had gone out and they had attempted to do stuff, but Jesus was also instructing them at the same time. Stop feeling like that you have to be perfect to operate in the kingdom. Stop feeling that just because you failed that God is not is that God is done using you. There are some people who are no longer in ministry because they failed at something, they got discouraged and they gave up hope. But God never called you out of giving never told you that you it was time to give up. God said, I took you through that so that I can make you stronger. Some of you have experienced divorce. 
God didn't say that I'm I'm done with you. God never said that I'm not going to send you a new spouse. God never said that I'm not going to do something for you. But you got to get out of the mindset that God has left you and abandoned you. You got to get of the mindset that, that, you know what, I made a mistake, I repented for my mistake, I learned from my mistake, and now I'm doing the things that God has called me to do. Yeah, you, some of us wasn't a great, you may not have been the greatest parent, but God didn't say that means write your children off. It didn't mean for you to write your parents off. It means that I got to realize that my hands are, I've still got breath in my body. And as long as I got breath in my body, I can try again. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to know that. Somebody tell your neighbor, somebody type that out. It's time for me to try again. I might have failed. I might have failed a hundred times. The Bible says that a just man falls seven times. And on the seventh time, he still got back up. You can't fall seven times if you're not getting up. Yeah. He didn't fall and stay there. You got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You got to keep expecting God's best on your life. You got to keep expecting God to put his super on your natural. Yeah, so if not now, when? See, Jesus invested in the 12 disciples because he knew he had to leave them, but his ministry had to go on. And the ministry of reconciliation would be passed down to them and to all who followed. Yeah, some of you need to some of you need to have the ministry of reconciliation. You've been allowing pride to keep you from talking to people. You've been allowing your pride to keep you from saying, I'm sorry. You've been allowing your pride to make you walk around and say, I'm not forgiving that person. You, you've been walking around with pride that says, you know what? Forget them. But God said, no, I, if I reconcile with you, why aren't you reconciling with them? Yeah. See, the need for salvation seems to be clear for the most of us. But get this, the problem is in what should happen next. The average believer realizes that he or she should be doing something. But guess what? The question often is, what and when should I be doing it? Let's look at the pattern again. Jesus poured into the 12 and the 12 were expected to pour into someone else. And in the process would go on until and this process would go on until every man would be given a chance to receive Christ. See, the, the, the one of the worst things, and I told you on Sunday that comfort is what the enemy of purpose. Comfort is the enemy of progress. Comfort is the enemy of, 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 of seeking the blessings of God. But guess what? Comfort is the best friend of laziness. And I got one more. Comfort is the best friend of procrastination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comfort is the best friend of procrastination. But and you got to understand that there is danger in procrastinating. See, Jesus gave the gave the disciples the commission and let and let left them to go back to the Father. But get but get this. Strangely enough, after the Pentecostal experience, the disciples did not move forward in the way that had uh, been instructed to the way they had been instructed to do. The instructions were. 
be my witnesses in Judea, I mean in Jerusalem, and Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Initially, that was not done. It took the persecution of the apostles in order for them to step out from in their comfort zone. Yeah, somebody, somebody need to hear that again. It took the persecution of the apostles, those that God set apart, God, those that God had sent his spirit to, it took their persecution before they were able to step out and begin to speak the word of God. That, that, that was a word for somebody right there. God is taking you through persecution, not because he does not love you, not because he does not have a plan for you, but he needs you to get up and stop allowing procrastination to hold you down. Persecution can push you into your destiny. Yeah, somebody, so, so, somebody didn't hear that. I'm going to say that. Persecution can push you to elevation. Yeah. You ever been hurt and decided I'm not going to be hurt again? You ever gone through something in your life and you said it won't happen again? And it puts you in a place where you said it's time to go. Yeah, they, they talked about you. And you said, nah, I'm not going to let the word, the report of the world stand, but whose report am I going to believe? The report of the Lord. So no, you can say whatever you want to say about me. You can speak all matters of evil about me, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it, it, it was not, it, it took the persecution to make them begin to move forward with the gospel as they were commanded. Why do you think uh, uh, they might, that might have happened with them? If, if even persecution was not enough to move them. Do you think that would have happened? But persecution moved them. Yeah, yeah, persecution Move them. See, human nature is prone to persecute the procrastination. And it seems to be quite, and we seem to be quite comfortable in it. You know what? I know I'm supposed to, uh, I know I'm supposed to clean my house. But um, you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I done worked all day. I, this house been like this for the last month. This house been like this for the last month, and I'm, 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 I'm tired. But God said, no, when you clean up your house, you know, you, you know that, you, you know, that check that you thought you lost, <laughs> that, 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 that you, you, you know, that thing that you hate, that you mad at somebody because you thought they took out of your house. I'm try I've been pressing on your heart to clean your house because I need you to find it. Yeah. But you procrastinated for so long. You, you, you procrastinating, you procrastinated for so long and you mad at somebody that ain't did nothing to you. But because you won't get up and do what you heard, what the voice of God is telling you to do, a lot of times that's the same way within our own lives. We, we, we procrastinate on change. Yeah. A lot of people been in miserable situations for their whole life, but it's become comfortable. And because it's comfortable, you sit in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, who, who, yeah, you, you, you've been so, you've been, you, you've been in a, 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 a messed up situation. But because you find comfort in, I, I, I like to use it as this. I like to call it this. Some of you have been dealing with dysfunctional love for so long. That's the only thing that you know. And you won't accept what's better from God. 
you, 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 you have been in dysfunction for so long and you've been taking the abuse. You've been taking the, the person cursing you out. You've been taking the constant cheating. You've been taking the constant physical abuse. And all because that's the only type of love that you know because that's the only type of love that you've seen and because that's the only type of love that you've learned to accept because it's been generational and the enemy has kept you there for so long. When God said, when are you going to stand up and come out and go into that thing for which I called you. I told you on Sunday, you got to come out of, Jesus, where am I going at with this? You got to come out of your inherited place and go to your promised land. Everything inherited was not, was not good for you. Everything inherited was not to bless you. Some things that you inherited were generational curses. Some things you inherited were generational cycles. But God said, when are you ready to come out of that generational or that inherited state and go into your promised land? experience. I called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Stop accepting dysfunctional love when I've called you into greater. Stop accepting what the enemy told you about yourself when I called, when I said greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. When he said I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. When are you ready to come out of this place that you've been and get into this place that God is calling you into? Stop procrastinating. Yeah, we, we, we got to stop procrastinating. See, procrastination is never productive. The de it delays in your obedience to God. And there is always a penalty. And guess what? Disobedience to God. See, so, so, so we got to do this. We got to put procrastination to rest. How do we do that? Yeah, I need somebody, I, I need somebody real quick. You got to face your fears. Yeah. Uh, the reason we procrastinate a lot of times is because we won't face our fears. We won't stand up to that stronghold. We won't stand up to the enemy because he's been knocking us down over and over again. But what we've been standing up with is not what God gave us. We've been standing up on our own will. But God said, when are you going to stand up with my word? When are you going to stand up with what I gave you? So you got to face your fears. You got to face the rejection you got to face the failure. But we got to also do this. Prepare yourself for the task at hand. How do we prepare ourselves? We already face, we, we face those things in our life. But now we got to prepare ourselves for the task at hand. Maintain your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Part of that maintaining the relationship is to devise a self-enhancement program. What, what, what is a self-enhancement program? We got we, we to gotta have prayer time. Yeah, we've been dealing with the prayer shift on Sunday. But not only prayer time, you got to have study time. Not only study time, you got to do this, and I know some people probably going to tune off right now, but you got to have some time for fasting. <laughs> Fasting from what? Whatever it is that, you, that you're bound by. It can be food. It can be uh, TV. It can be the music you listen to. It can be the people you keep company with. Yeah, you, you got to learn to fast. Take time for fasting. We got to get some quiet and alone time with Jesus. Yeah, for me, a lot of times I, I work overnight. So a lot of times my quiet time is my time when I'm at work or when I'm driving to work. 
That, that's my quiet time with God. When do you get some quiet alone time with God where it's just you and him, where you can talk to him about everything you're going through? You can talk to him about all your troubles, all your problems, all your situations, not even just your troubles and your problems, but the things that are making you happy, the things that your kids are doing good, the things that, you're, uh, that, that you find joy in in your relationship, the thing that you find joy in. See, God is not just a God who wants to hear your negative. He wants to hear, he wants a relationship with you. A relationship does not mean I just tell you all the bad about me, but a, a good foundation and relationship, you have, you know, your wonderful experiences. Amen. You, you, you talk about the wonderful things. God, I, I enjoyed that walk around the lake. God, you, I felt your presence while I was just walking around the lake. It made my, it, it lifted my spirit. It made me feel good. God, when I, when I went, when I went and got my hair done, when God went for women, when I went and got my nails done, God, for men, when I went and, and, and just chilled out and just took a moment to breathe, God, you don't know what that did for me, God, but I thank you because it did something major for me. This is that quiet alone time with Jesus. See, you got to also raise your level of com uh, commitment to the kingdom. Yeah, a lot of people might, might don't want to hear that. You got to raise your level of commitment to the kingdom of God. You got to, uh, how do we do that? Because you got to start living as a citizen of the kingdom and put the kingdom of agenda above your personal agenda. You got to practice consistency and faithfulness. Get this, we can no longer live in mediocrity. We got to raise our bar of expectation. So I'm just about done. Give me about five more minutes. Another lingering question might be, when do I have to start doing these things? Guess what? You got to start doing it now. Yeah, the only time to stop, to start doing is, is, is doing it now. So, so the first thing that I said, we got to put procrastination to rest. We got to prepare yourself for the task at hand. You raise your level of commitment to the kingdom. The only time to start is now. Someone, guess what, is waiting for you. Do you realize that? That someone is waiting for you? Someone is waiting for your testimony. And, and I'm just about done, but, but I need you to understand this. If you're going to start right now, get this. Back to John 9 and 4. I have to work the work. I must work the work of, his, of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can, can, uh, can work. See, so, so you, have, you have to start somewhere. And get this, you don't have to start with the title. Well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I, I, I'm not any of these things. I'm not a prophet. He never said you had to be. He, you don't need a license. You, you don't need a license to guess what? Share your personal testimony of salvation with someone. You don't need a license to do that. You, you, you can talk to somebody just as, plain as, just as plain as day. John 4 and 28 through 30 says this. The woman then left her water, her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come see what? A man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? We know this was the woman at the well. 
But Jesus had an impactful, Jesus didn't walk up and say, I'm the master. He didn't walk up saying, I'm the son of God. He told her about everything that she had done in her life about how many husbands she had, about the one that she was living with right then was not her husband. He told her, if you drink of, of this water that I give, you'll never thirst again. One of my favorite scriptures. And this, I, I could preach this thing all by itself because he, the, the woman that was at the well told him, told Jesus, uh, the well is deep and you do not have anything to draw with. That's a whole sermon right there by itself. See, physically, we might have think that she was just talking about the regular well. But, in, but spiritually, you got to understand, Jesus was not talking about a, 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 physical, a, a, a physical manifestation. But when he said, drink of this water and you will never thirst again. And when she said, my well is deep. Mm -mm -mm. Everything that she'd been through, Jesus, Jesus, I'm getting happy with this. Everything that she had been through, she thought was too deep for Jesus to reach the bottom of the well. I'm, I'm, I'm getting happy with this. She said, for my well is deep and you don't have anything to draw with. And Jesus said, if you had known of the water I would I give, then you would not have said that to me. I'm, 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 I'm testifying right now. Too many times do we walk around in life thinking that our well is too deep and the test and we just don't want to understand who Jesus is the Bible says that he's the lily of the valley the Bible says that he's the bright and morning star the Bible says that he can be the will in the middle of your will the Bible says that he's alpha and omega the Bible says that he's your beginning and your end the Bible says that he's the rose of Sharon the Bible says that he was the first and the last the Bible said that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and walked among men so when she said that Jesus said if you knew of the water that I give that, 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 that you would never ever ever thirst again that you would drink of me somebody needs to know it's time to stop sipping him but really take a drink of his water it's time to understand that you gotta begin to say something to somebody else that causes them to come to the well of Jesus Christ that causes them to drink from the everlasting spring that causes them to come into him and understand so that we can get and understand who we are accepting in our life He's, he, he is your all in all he is a high priest the Bible said that he has gone through every temptation known to man but guess what he has overcome it and if he overcome it I'm here to tell somebody right now I did about 10 of y'all on Facebook about 10 of y'all on Periscope simply say if he overcome it so can I I dare you share your testimony with somebody because he is your all in all yeah 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 you gotta share something that he's done for you in your life you also gotta get this Galatians 6 and 10 you gotta share the love of God with someone and be there for them in their times of need get this Therefore, as we have opportunity, guess what? Let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. Yeah, we got we to gotta begin to share the love of God. Too often do we walk around and, and with our head down and not realizing that others need our testimony and his word. We also got to learn how to be a blessing to someone else. Give of your substance in the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 25 
and 36 says this. I was naked. I love this scripture. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. We got to learn to be blessings to others. Ephesians 6 and 18 says this, that praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We got to pray for one another. Too often, we, too often do you see people talking about those who are hurt, those who are going through, those who have fallen, instead of getting on your knees and praying. Yeah, the old song said, somebody prayed for me. Somebody had me on their mind. Somebody took the time and they prayed for me. I'm so glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those old songs meant something because it, it, it was thankful because we know that when we was in sin, somebody prayed for us. We know that when we messed up, somebody prayed for us. There was an old grandmother that prayed. There was somebody who, who did not know anything but the word of prayer that might have said the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. I, you got to realize that sometimes we just got to open up our mouth and begin to take authority over our situation. Who am I? talking to right now. It's time for you to take authority over your situation. It's time for you to begin to pray for one another because when you pray for somebody else, God releases somebody else to pray for you. When you sow into somebody else, God releases somebody to sow into you. You, The things that you need, when you put your needs secondary unto the will of God, unto the purpose of God, unto the plan of God, God said, I'll make your crooked place straight. He said, I'll be a, 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 a healer. I'll be a provider. Provider. I'll be your Jehovah Jireh. I'll be your provider. I'll be your Jehovah Nisi. I'll be your banner of victory. Yeah, but when, when are you going to take your eyes off of everything, every situation you're going through? And guess what? Look to the hills for which cometh my help. Yeah. See, we got to do this. Help spread the gospel. And I'm just about done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Help spread the gospel to the world by supporting the ministries who have been established for international ministry. <laughs> Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. I need you to ask yourself this question as we close out. Is labor, is the labor or the laborers down because of you? Why? Because you've procrastinated and you know you got an assignment on your life. You've procrastinated because everything didn't line up for you. You procrastinated because you're, you got the kids, you got, you got a husband, you got a wife, and you know God is calling you into service, but you're procrastinating. You know that it's something on the inside of you, and it may not just be sharing the gospel, but God is giving you a business, but you've made every excuse for why you won't start that business. You, people tell you that you won't make money in the first five years, but when you take your eyes off of making the money and put your eyes on serving God, God said, I'll provide all your needs according to my riches. You can never add up enough money that's bigger than the riches of God. You can never add up enough status that's bigger than the clout of God. You, the Bible said in Isaiah that uh, that when, uh, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. 
If his train is the only thing that filled the temple, the God that you serve is bigger than every statue, every situation, every building, every stumbling block in your life. He said, God is bigger than what you're going through. And so now you have to ask yourself and stop making the excuse, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough resources. The resource that you have that God gave you was your mouth, your hands, and your feet. He gave you feet to walk. He gave you hands to lift. He gave you a mouth to speak. He gave you eyes to see. He gave you ears to hear. He gave you a heart to beat. He gave you the emotions you have. Why? So you can simply bear witness of his goodness and his mercy. Are you ready to become? Are you ready to stop saying when and realizing the time is now? If all hearts and minds are full, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to study your word, God. God, right now as we close out, don't allow this word to just fall on deaf ears, to fall flat on the surface, to be like the seeds that were planted that fell on the concrete and, and, and did not grow or the ones that fell in between the cracks that only temporarily grew. But God, plant these seeds in fertile soil, in fertile ground, on the, in the uh, recesses of our hearts and our minds and our spirit, so that it can begin to uh, supernaturally grow to the point where we cannot get past what it is that you've called us to do. God, you've called us out of darkness. Now call us into excellence. You've called us away from our situations. Now call us into service for you. We thank you for all that you're going to do, for all that you've done, and for all that you're doing right now. You are right now, God, with a right now purpose and a right now season. So, God, because we walk by faith, we talk by faith, and we sow by faith, God, we believe everything that you said in your word. You said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So, God, we thank you in advance for all that you're doing. In, our, in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Listen, I want to invite you out this Saturday. We're, 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 we're going to put 10 people in a sanctuary. We're going to have an awesome time. This is our service before, our, uh, before Christmas. But I want to invite you out Sunday. We are social distancing. We are presenting masks. We are taking care of everything needed. But if you are ready to celebrate the life of your risen Savior, the, the life of Jesus Christ, I invite you to join us here. We are still in this prayer shift series, and, 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 and we're going to take it a little bit further this weekend. So I'm inviting you out. I'm excited about this weekend. I'm excited about the way we're closing out this, this year, and this is our last Bible study. So you get two weeks off to prepare for what we're getting ready to go into in our next, in our next year. Uh, we have some dynamic preachers lined up for our whole month of January. I'm going to be pushing, putting out flyers and posting things all also, if you want to come help us out on this weekend, uh, please look at the flyers that we have on Facebook for our uh, Feed the Community uh, event happening Saturday. Uh, what's this? December 19th from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, we would love for you to come out, come share the gospel. Just come give us, just come smile. If, you, if, if, if that's all you can do, come smile. We would love to see you. I know you, you, you can lift up your mask real quick, smile. Cover it back up, wave at somebody, just tell somebody Jesus loves you. We would love to have you out here with us. Um, 
As always, live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And guess what? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Share this with somebody. Share this on your page with somebody. And let's begin to change generations. Let's begin to uh, seek God's face. We're going into something major in a new year. Once again, I told you, this is, uh, we are rooted to grow. We are rooted to go, to grow. If you are looking for a church home, I, I got before I leave out. If you're looking for a church home, I posted earlier this week that uh, that God is building this stone by stone. And if you feel like you're a you're, that that God is calling you to be a stone that's that that He's using to build this ministry, we would love to get connected with you. We would love to talk to you. We would love to be in relationship with you. It, it's just that simple. I love you with the love of God. And once again, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Go in peace.